Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, Lucas and I sit down with Brett Kinsfather, the Business Development Manager at ShopMonkey. We discuss ShopMonkey and shop management systems in general, but we do go well beyond that. If you're looking to switch SMSs, you'll definitely want to listen to this episode. Before we get into it, though, do Lucas and me a favor, please. Head on over to YouTube and type in ASOG. Once you see our channel, please hit the subscribe button. It would really help us out. Plus, you won't miss any of our new content we'll be putting out very soon. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast listening app, make sure you have us set to automatically download the latest episode. And now, here we go. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Brett Kinsfather, and I'm the business development manager at ShopMonkey. Very cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. Background, oh, man, I, I'm 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 actually the new to the software guy. Right. Uh, my background is in automotive, aftermarket, and performance. So, so for the last right. 20 years, that's what I've been doing on the manufacturing and distribution side of things. Right. And had a wonderful opportunity to come on over to the software side. Right. And, uh, yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. He said, uh, and that's not, we're not live. You're recording. I, I'm always recording. We're, just, we're right now. We're just, we're just chatting. We're yeah. just chatting. Yeah. So live it up. So, uh, um, yeah, about a year ago, just a little over a year ago, I, uh, I came on board right? and, uh, and it's been, you know, it's been a pretty amazing run. So that's it's, fantastic. it's, yeah, it's, it's great. I worked with shops in the past, but it was always shops that were doing custom builds, right? Engine builds. Hey, we're building a drag car. We're building a car to go to Pikes Peak, things like that. Right. And now it's, you know, different types of shops. Right. But just it's good stuff. And, uh, and it's always, um, it's neat getting more exposed to not only just the tech side of things, but to the business side of things. Right. That ownership, that journey, that, that career journey. 
It's right. really cool. Right. It really is. And, and, you know, especially when you get in a place like this, because it's the most forward thinking shop owners, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's not just your run of the mill shop owners. It, it's a bunch of forward thinking guys. Yeah. These guys are, um, you know, more towards the end of the bell curve right. and, uh, you know, leading the, leading the way, yeah. which yeah. is cool to see. Absolutely. Did Absolutely. you just put that there? Mm-hmm. Smart. Um, he rarely says things now like we can, that. We're going to take the we compliment about this or we want, but the rumor is that there were a, a few other very prominent, uh, I wish you would talk shop, into the microphone shop. No, well, I thought we were I recording. Have, like I got to ask him whether he wants to talk about this, right. well, I know. that stole shop monkeys software. They stole the design. They stole some of the code and then they just ran off with it and, you don't know what I'm talking about? Is it a, uh, no, I mean... Is there partial truth to that? Well, I don't know if I would say that. I, I would say... I guess my response to that is, you know, uh, I'm, I'm new to software, so uh-huh. I don't know... You know, my background is in hard parts manufacturing. Sure. And you see stuff being made that's very similar all the time. Yeah. Right. Um, slight variations, things like that. I would imagine it's similar... Uh, when it comes to software. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be imitators, no matter who you are. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess, you know, for those that might be imitated, I see that as an incentive to make sure you're always doing better yeah. and outpacing yeah. the competition with how you're evolving and how you're refining your craft. And so when it comes to um, anything like that, that's that's our mission. And we just kind of have that embedded in our mission. Okay. Right. Uh, to always be improving and always be refining our craft. And that's just, you know, so that's, that's how we live our lives and that's how we go to work. Very good. Awesome. Yeah, I do too. That was a very diplomatic answer though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those mother effers, they stole every bit of that. (laughs) There you go. Can you hear yourself? Yep. All right, cool. All right. We'll go down to the studio here. Do you guys like? Do you guys go after those those uh, like custom shops primarily, and not? Is this the wide lens? Do I need to? Do I need to switch it to the narrow? You can switch it to whatever you want. I think it was we had the narrow one before. Do you guys like primarily go after um, like custom shops that have to bill by the hour, or is that just like because that's the Facebook ad? It's like, oh, I own Tony's custom shop with right. my like builds, and I had no idea how to track my builds till I got a shop monkey. Yeah, it, it's it's a significant part of our audience that continues to grow, or our client base, I should say. Um, reason being is our founder Ashot is you know at his heart, uh, he's he's a car guy, right? You know. Uh, and, and when he started shop monkey, he had a Chevelle at the time and, and that was kind of, you know, working on his car and being a product guy in Silicon Valley at the same time. Right. Um, he saw some opportunities thinking, Hey, I, I think that there's a better way to help people out, help my friends who have shops or help shops that I've been at. And so, um, you know, if you think about the core of the business, it's rooted in general auto repair because right. it's such a solid foundation of workflow and taking something that needs to be inspected, brought in, worked on, cashed out. Right. That foundational base of best practices and things like that right. can apply to custom builds and things like that. So here's my here's my question around that because you're right. 
mm-hmm. right? It can apply to so much of that yeah. because I, I, you know, I, I think one of the things that that often gets lost upon and, and Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over thirty five shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. One of the most common themes on this show is is that you see technicians starting businesses Mm -hmm. without any business knowledge, right? (laughs) Um, So I think a tool like this has a a ton of power to give to, to somebody in those shoes. Yeah. To, to bring that in and, and create that opportunity. Now, that being said, David. Okay, never mind. It, it's like crooked. Is it really? Yeah. Um, so. Um, like I can kind of tell. But... <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, you know, my question is, is, is how does this get started? Right. How, where did this whole concept for him come from? How did he start this concept? Um, and, and what's different about it? Right. Yeah. So there's, there's a couple things that are different and we'll get to that. Um, the, and I, and when I say different, it's not companies and tech companies in particular can just build out feature, feature, feature. They can connect Endlessly. with features and features and features. That has to be rooted in something. There has to be a, a, a compass that guides you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm teasing that out. I'm going to go back to a show. Um, I said, uh, you know, a little bit ago that in his heart, he's a car guy, grew up always an enthusiast. And um, in his career, he was a, he was managing product and, and how that's being developed. And shop monkey more or less is the coming together of those two worlds for him. Right. And saying, Hey, I think there is a better way. I think there is a better path that can ultimately, you know, in other jobs I've had in the past, I would always joke, Hey guys, look, we're not saving lives. We're, we're selling car parts. These are things that people, you know, want. It's not things that they need. Yeah. But I think the grander scheme of things for, shop monkey and how our principles are guided is we have an opportunity to change lives. Yeah. And hopefully for the better, if we're doing our job, right. Absolutely. So by equipping shops with software, 
that help them run, grow, and understand their right. businesses and learn how to treat it as a business while still being efficient in your operations. That's, you know, that's the vision right. That, right. that he started with and we've been able to continue and scale. So I would say, you know, to, to answer the first question, that would be my response to that. Right. The second question about making things different, there's a number of things that make us different. I'm going to point to our culture as one of those things. Okay. Um, I, I've, you know, I've been at Shop Monkey now for a year and I've got friends from the aftermarket and stuff like that who are asking me, hey, how's this going for you? How are you liking this? Things right. like that. It's, it's really interesting to me because I've never been at a place with as many smart people as right. I'm surrounded by, but don't ever make me feel Oh, that's awesome. Stupid, dude. less than you you don't know what we're talking about. Right. It is it is uh probably the most cooperative environment I've ever actually worked in, which is weird, right? Right. But exciting and and invigorating. So right. you roll into your day and you're excited, even if you've got a big challenge, because you know you've got people who've got your back with you. Right. And I think I'm bringing that up because I think whether you're a large business, whether you're a growing business, or whether you're a two or three bay shop, right. five, six, seven person shop, um, building out a culture like that, that includes that yeah. is very applicable. Right. Well, it, it really is. And it's hard, right? <laughs> yeah. As a business owner, I'll tell you right now, it's hard because, you know, we've got a great culture in our shop. Mm-hmm. It takes, I mean, dude, I can flip a quarter. And I mean, we had a, a miscommunication the other day and everybody was frustrated and everybody was upset. And Absolutely. Happens, you know what I mean? It's going to happen. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Right. And right. how do you minimize that then? And how do you make sure the outcomes when you have those miscommunications Absolutely. set you down the right path to uh, for success for everybody involved? Right. Right. And to, again, minimize those occurrences and just become better and better at what you do. Exactly. And and here's the thing is that is the business, mm-hmm. right? That culture defines the business as a whole. Yeah. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. And that's so important because it's something that gets lost on so many shops. And, and I'll tell you something. As a shop owner, you end up so busy. You end up so overwhelmed with the daily task and things are coming at you. You're stressed out. Life is coming at you 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And you, you, it's hard to see that. It's hard to see that feeling or that emotion that person feels because you're over here. You're like, I can barely breathe. Life just happened. It's easy to to lose that culture really quick. Oh, that, man, absolutely, you know, absolutely. I mean, how do you know? I've, I've I'm fam- I'm familiar with your story to a, to a certain degree. You know, yeah. how did you handle that? Yeah, I so, mean, I, I'm not, I'm not saying there's a silver bullet, but there's got to right. be. One or two things that bubble up go, oh yeah, that was, that was tough. Um, so for me, it was the, the, the things that come to mind when we talk about that. The first is seek first to understand. Don't mm. respond. Right. Um, I watched a video, uh, and, and you can search it. I think it's something about, uh, Warren, somebody asked what the best advice Warren Buffett had ever gotten was. Yeah. And he said, um, and, and asked him what the worst advice he'd ever given was. And, and it was funny because he says, you know, generally, I've known what good advice was. Right. And he, he talks for a minute and he says, so they said, so what was the best advice you'd ever gotten? 
And he looks around for a minute and he looks up and he says, and he mentioned somebody's name and, and the, the person interviewing him knows it, it was a Yahoo interview or something mm-hmm. like that. And he says, I was told, Warren, you can tell him to go to hell tomorrow. <laughs> and she looked at him sort of funny. And he said, you reserve the right. You don't have to tell him today. That's your choice. Mm. And I, I look back at that and I think the number of times that I felt an emotion and I responded and opened my mouth in emotion, not in fact, not in right now. I was frustrated. I was stressed out. I was upset. I was sad, whatever it was. I responded now. Yeah. And, and for some reason that connected with me, you reserve the right to tell him to go to hell tomorrow. Make sure you sleep on it and see if you still feel that way tomorrow, man, that was big for me because you know, it also, and, and if you listen to any of his videos, he, he did tons of training videos that are available online that nobody ever thinks about going and watching. And I he, haven't thought about that, and I'm yeah. curious now. Oh, he, dude, he is smart. I mean, he's a whole different level. This morning he was talking about investing, mm-hmm. and he said, if I can go to China and borrow $100 million, and I can borrow it for 5%, and I can go give it to a business owner who can make 20%, and I can take 10% of that. He said, I, you know, I, if you listen to his story, I started turning in Coke bottles for a nickel. Mm-hmm. And he said, I was reading investing books when I was seven and eight years old. And I figured out that if I never spent more than 10% of what I made, that I would eventually have more. He said, you know, $100, 10% doesn't sound like a lot. He said, $100 billion, 10% is a lot of money. <laughs> you know, and, and so there's a lot of really cool stories about him. But if you listen to some of the things that Warren had talked about, when he was talking about his experiences through life, it was always that that people felt pressured to make a decision and felt like they needed to make a decision now. And he was primarily talking about investing, but he was saying, it's your decision to make. Don't give that decision away. Yeah. Don't give somebody else power and let emotion make that decision. And in some ways, that's what sales kind of is about. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is it's your decision to make. Yeah. And you can't steal that. You can't take that away. Learn to slow down. Right. I think that's my biggest thing is that I've got to slow down and I, I have to tell myself that. Seek first to understand. Mm-hmm. Slow down. You reserve the right to say what you feel like you need to say now. Tomorrow. We're not in a race. It's okay. Right. That's interesting. I, I've, I've, uh, you know, you're talking about that. Well, I'm still trying to overcome the financial books at seven and eight. I was rocking highlights and tearing out pages and, and <laughs> right. just doing stupid things like that. But, but, uh, you know, that, that reminds me of the saying of, uh, oh gosh, how does it go? I think it, it's, um, um, uh, slow as, uh, uh, fast as, uh, excuse me, slow as fast, fast as smooth, something like that. Yeah. I, I heard that, that be used in the military and stuff like that. I probably got it wrong, so I'm going to apologize for that right now. Oh, but he's going to Google it. But yeah, Google it. I, I, it's, it's at least got those words in it. Yeah. So that that much I do know. But uh, man, that is so right, and it's taking a step back and kind of, um, especially when it comes to feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's positive or negative, yeah. we all love hearing that positive feedback. But we've got. Um, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to talk about the product a little bit yeah, here. Go ahead. So we've got a feature that allows our customers to basically not just chat in, but say, hey, here's what I'm looking for. Right. And other people can go in, they can view that. And all of a sudden, this crowdsourcing starts 
taking place, mm-hmm. certain features, the aspects, things that are neat. looking for starts bubbling up. And our product team keeps, keeps a close eye on that and says, right. okay, what's that? They got to take a lot of negative feedback because we're not perfect. Right. We're always evolving. Right. And when you love something, man, negative feedback is not always easy oh, to. Absolutely. Especially in this time, you know, it, it you know, I'm going to say the, the last 18, 19 months of COVID, yeah. there's not the same face to face engagement. Yeah. And when you're not engaging people face to face, right, you really start thinking that the house you live in is spotless. Yeah, and so you yeah. got to be careful on that, and and you get some reality checks very quickly yeah. when you get out onto show floors, things like that, and you start. People are able to open up, right? People are able, you know, all of a sudden that comfort level increases because right. it's not a quick interaction. It is, it's a 10, 15, 30 minute conversation, and all of a sudden. They're giving you praise, but then they're also unloading on you and a couple things and slowing down, listening, right. seeking first to understand that sort right. of stuff. It's important. But yeah. when you're looking at a screen and that's coming at you, that's good advice because you need to actually follow that process. Right. And process it. Mm-hmm. You have to process that information. Exactly. Right. And and so often we don't process it. We turn yeah. it away. We, we, we look at things that, you know, and I, I tell this all the time, you know, I look at my service advisors and I'm like, I can't believe they would have done that. And then I realized <laughs> that I would have forgiven myself for that, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and the others, you know, why the hell they do the that? The phrase is slow, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Thank you. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, like in most situations, I was wrong but still somewhat correct at least at least if you ask my wife that's that's usually the case i see that in my still wrong she's eight years old and when i'm like hey we're in a hurry we gotta go she will start to panic and then she'll start like tripping over herself knocking things over like forgetting like simple things like hey you gotta put your shoes on and she starts to panic when we're in a hurry and i i'm gonna use that phrase with her like constantly slow is smooth and smooth is fast i do everything slow trust me but it gives you confidence (laughs) yeah to dial it back a little bit yeah process it think it out and go all right give me two more minutes but i'm gonna get it done right for your daughter maybe yeah hey these shoes the shoes are gonna go on the right foot don't worry i got this yeah Exactly. And, and, you know, here's the thing is, is we talk She'll about start it. repeating it back to me. like, dad, <laughs> slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Well, then you just got to convert it into, into one of those mantras that you use to go yeah. into like a Zen state. With. Well, you know, it, it's like we, we had the ASOC dinner, mm-hmm. right? And, and then, you know, ASTE or any big show like that, you know, where David and I are talking like, oh my gosh, there's this challenge and this challenge. And what about this? And oh my God, we didn't think about this. And we mm-hmm. didn't think about that. And, and, you know, it was it was uh, yesterday afternoon. One of the other guys came up, put his hand on my shoulder, and he said, "Listen, nobody's even going to notice. Like you know it, nobody else knows it. And I can't remember what it was. Maybe oh, it was the the we didn't have the laptop for the the thing. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And they're like, oh, listen, yeah. nobody's ever going to know. Turns out we had a laptop there. <laughs> Because one of the people brought like six laptops and he's like, I got my backpack. There's always six laptops in there. Need to program a Porsche? I gotcha. <laughs> See, it's good Which to have those people around. Yeah, that's, it that's really is. Need. So you just need to roll with the right crew and then yeah. you don't have to worry about yeah. that. Got to roll with the right crew, Lucas. That's true. That that's is true. good I, advice. I think I need a new best friend. No. <laughs> Um, Ro- learn learn how to roll with the oh, right crew and, and, and uh, <laughs> improve the one you've got <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because no exactly. ones are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, 
I, dude, I'm telling you that that is so important to me is the, the slow it down a little bit mm-hmm. and, and try and get those guys dialed back in. And I'm sure you see that on implementation of software, right? Because, and I, I say that because mm-hmm. I've been there, done that. And, and I was the shop owner who tried to drag everything in instantly into that new software yeah. and like get everything working and set everything up and go, 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 go. Right. When it comes to training, when it comes to dealing with something like implementing a new software, I just want it done. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's tough because you have, you have mindsets of people who have been doing it for a long time and right. they, they live in that day to day and making sure that you're connecting with, with, with that user that doesn't yeah. live on it day to day. And always remembering that very frequently they're coming to you traumatized. Yeah. Because 10 years ago, 15 years ago, seven years ago, I did this. I never want to do it again. Right. My wife was in tears. I had a guy almost quit. Whatever it was. Right. They're coming to you traumatized. Now, I'm going to proudly say, and kind of brag a little bit, I think we're up to somewhere around 15% approximately of our customers come on board by themselves. Oh, wow. So we're very big into making it as making things as intuitive as possible, right. possible and refining that design. But our implementation path has been one-on-one then it's gone to group and now it's a hybrid of both because as we evolve and grow into the market those different needs start to bubble up and you start encountering different situations and things like that and so making sure that um you know adapting and saying maybe there's another way that we have to look at this maybe there are other things that we have to consider hey i got this question from this guy i wonder where else that would show up those are really important things. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, implementation is not easy, especially if you're talking about an SMB, small place. If you're talking about two locations, five locations, 30 locations, different set of rules. And then right. you got different sets of personalities, not just the traumatized ones, but right. you got people that been there, done that. They have certain expectations. And it's just, you know, B2B, I'm going to say this, generally speaking, we got it easy compared right. to dealing with the general consumer right and the public yeah that's certainly more challenging absolutely um uh but nevertheless there's lots of things that we're continuously learning and 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 uh you know back to culture back to slowing things down um just being able to adapt and internalize and go yeah there's there's a different way there's something else we need to try out right and back to cultures and environments and things like that being able to test and try things out Right. fail a little bit. Yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah. Amen. I mean, those are things that are said over and over again. You hear that in any motivational thing, but gosh, it's so true. Um, but you got to take accountability for it. You got to learn from it. You got to internalize it. You got to record it. You got to right. build yourself a little bit of a playbook with showing, right. Hey, here are things that, you know, these, these are the mountains that we do stand on, but then the, these are the things that can adjust and change and stuff like that. I mean, right. those mountains being principles, of- But yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, so one of the things when we talk about shop software um, and and it comes back to a fundamental method of operation for me. So long story short, you know, when when we first started using the shop software we're using, Mm -hmm. one of the challenges that I came into was is I kept trying to make it work my way. Mm. And I never slowed down to understand their vision of how the software would work. Yeah. And like what the concept was. 
And it wasn't that, that it wouldn't work my way. Mm-hmm. It was just that when I understood how they expected it to work yeah. and what they, the, the way they thought through the workflow for the software, oh, my eyes lit up. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it yeah. flowed. Whereas previously, it was like every time I turned around, there's a roundabout over here and I got to a U-turn over here and, and I got to back, back out into the road over here. You know, it was a, it was a constant challenge. Yeah. Right. And as soon as I began to learn from them, what their thought process of how the software should work or what Mm -hmm. the workflow should look like, things got tremendously easier for me. So are you, are you saying that the way you always did things wasn't necessarily the right way? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely saying that. I I mean, I joke about that because I learned that hard lesson every day. So I'm I'm just going to, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and I I think that's such a big deal, especially in your world, because Mm -hmm. you're coming into shops that have workflow systems in place. Mm -hmm. How do you help a shop who's set in their ways? Mm -hmm. They like it just the way it is. They don't want it to change. Sure. How do you help that shop? And come in and kind of get them squared up and in a good position. Well, they may not know that they. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're they're thinking the way we're doing it is fine, and I'm just getting a, a user interface upgrade. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody thinks. Like, oh, I'm going from this more integrated oh, yeah. software to something that's touchscreen and pretty. Right. And, right. and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The software is designed to work completely different than what you've been doing. Like, there's nothing to print here. Like, you you know, everybody has their thing and you can tap on it. Like, well, what do you mean there's nothing to print? It's like, what are you going to, I mean, you can print, but what are you going to print? What's the point? Like, you can do everything on the computer and uh, at least that's what we, we yeah. use. And so, like, all my guys have cell phones, but I can imagine, like, well, oh, we were just down at the trade floor with Adam. Adam still does a lot of printing. Mm-hmm. And because of the software that he's using. So there's a lot of paperwork and he's got the bags hanging up and stuff like that. He does extremely well for himself. But right. He switches to a, to a, a more modern, mm-hmm. uh, shopware system, like, or shop management system. He's, he's gonna find a very tough transition with all of a sudden he's like, I'm trying to print the screen here and it's right. not yeah. working. And no, how do that, you have that conversation? Well, it used to be a more difficult conversation, okay. but speaking of change, like we had to change a little bit. So there's a number of, of screens and features and things like that where people can print out today where they couldn't six months ago. Right. Um, and it's kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, it's kind of like um, we want to make sure that we're foundationally built upon best practices. But our general approach is we also want to allow the shop to modify and customize to their workflow, but we're going to start you out in this, in this structure. No, and, and you know that you can change it and adjust it. So we're looking for, we don't want to make it too freeform because that's just too difficult for anybody to actually take time and dedicate and learn to build. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you get into this analysis paralysis where you have this fear because yeah. there's too many options. Yeah. So if it's 100% customizable, probably not the best approach. Right. 100% this is the way it is. Even though our structure might be technically better from a business operations or from a um, best practices standpoint, we're going to work to build it that way, but we want you to have the freedom to be able to make adjustments 
Because at the end of the day, if you're not getting the rest of your crew on board and comfortable using it because you're asking them to make too much of a change, we're failing you. Right. You're going to see low implementation of it. Exactly. We right. want well, that, high implementation. Oh, we want high well, adoption. That, that's frustrating, though, because the, the you want adaptability. We didn't, didn't, who are you talking to about adaptability? We want adaptability. Mm-hmm. Like, you're yeah. talking about the automotive industry. Right. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Trust me. They get used to something, and all of a sudden, you come in with changes, and they don't want to take those changes. But that should tell you something about your shop. That should tell you about the way you, t- yeah. you take approach to changes, how you're implementing new technology, how you're talking about training, how you're talking about the future. Like, if your crew is not adaptable, mm-hmm. now nobody, it's a, it's a pain in the rear to switch shop management systems because it's so critical to everything that you do on a daily basis. Like, that's oh, yeah. the one piece, that one tool. That's the, uh, what was the gentleman from Shop Boss? That's what he was saying. It's like it, it touches everything within the yeah, business. Yeah, it does. He's right. Yeah, he, he's absolutely, absolutely right. So it, it's a big shift to all of a sudden switch. So so I get that. But there has to be some adaptability. Like they, they have to yeah. be able to go, you know what? I get this. This is going to be a change, but we need to go into the future. Yeah, And absolutely. therefore, you, we just have to roll with the punches. Yeah. So the, the customization, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that to – so you can just do whatever you want, okay? Yeah. With It helps with respect to different verticals that we find ourselves in because a lot of people go, oh, I can use it for this. I can use it for that. So that's great. But that's, that's a separate conversation. If I'm hearing you correctly, and I want to address your point because it's an important one, and that is we want that, that ability to customize. We want the ability for the shop – and when I say shop, I mean whether it be the service writer or a tech, everyone in that environment. You're right. They do need to learn to adapt and adopt new, th- new ways of doing things and stuff like that that's going to help them improve 100%. Um, we just take an approach from a product standpoint and a support standpoint that probably is more in favor of easing somebody in through that process. And here's what I mean by that. We have implementation that's going to show them, here's really what you want to do. Then that customer has basically a never ending journey with us. So they're going to become part of our success team. And that success team is checking in with them on a regular basis, keeping, keeping a relationship there. And that's where we can, if they revert to something else and there's a better way to do it, if they're running into problems that are outside of normal customer support issues, things right. like that, we can help guide them. And again, the, the title of that department is success. So the idea is we've got the end in mind. How can we work with those shops to get them there? Maybe not entirely on their timeline because that timeline may never happen, but how can we get them there on a reasonable timeline to where they're seeing uh, improvements? Because at the end of the day, we're a subscription-based service. So if we're not doing our job, they have that opportunity to walk yeah, away. Just turn it off. Yeah. Exactly. Right. They right. can. It's not like they're billed out for the next two years. It's it's like, hey, we got to prove ourselves. So we got to make sure we're doing it. And, and I think all of that kind of goes into that approach of let's make this um, let's make this a little bit more of a journey together. Then uh, here it is. You know that this is right. You just got to get over the hump and do it. Um, so it's a little bit of a softer touch. 
I get that. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because uh, we were talking to the guys from Napa Tracks, mm-hmm. and he brought up something I had not thought about. And he said, you know, he said years ago that this market, you you had a software, and and when, once you implemented it, you know, you either had a contract, you had something, you know, it was a right. big deal to switch. And now here we are, you can easily switch anytime you want, and it's miserable. I, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> no offense. <laughs> No, absolutely. I, I get it. It's miserable to switch. That's because he did the Danton data migration. I told him not to do the data <laughs> migration. I said, keep your old database. And as they come in, start moving stuff over. And you always have your old database. And you're starting fresh. And he's like, eh, eh, eh. Sounds like there needs to be a, a support group for you guys. Of, uh, <laughs> oh, don't worry. This guy over here definitely well, telling tell your old war stories of, of data <laughs> migration. I, I did not migrate my data. I, I'd already done it one time. wasn't going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I said I want fresh data. I want fresh names and fresh addresses and phone numbers and that kind of thing. Did you I just archive not, everything that you had then? Yeah, or? we just okay. kept, we kept it in there and said, well, I'm at the bare minimum. I'm going to keep keep it for for the length of the warranty. Sure. Make sure the warranty didn't run out. But past that, like. If if they moved, I never see them again. Like the fact they're in my database is just right. wasted space. And like, I, I just want, that's a valid point. I just want everybody to hear this and listen very closely. For once, this is probably the only time on this show this will ever happen. I'm going to say David was right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it got I. I almost like it. It just seems odd to me, and I, I get that philosophy. I do. Sure, it makes sense. It's not for everybody, you know. Hey, well, it's, a, it's not approaches. that. It's like you look at a company like Apple. Mm-hmm. I'm not an Apple fanboy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like like I don't like what they do. But like I, I at least admire the fact that they put out a product, you know, like their their iOS. Right? It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get it the way we want to give it to you because we know better. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. And then everybody just adapts to it because what do they have? Half the market share of smartphones. Right. And everybody else is fighting for the rest. Right. So they're fighting over 50%. They already have 50%. And, and people become overly loyal. And like, I don't know what you're doing here. I mean, we had a guest here that couldn't work the camera because she's like, I don't know how to use this Android junk. And, it, but then, you know, you do have the other 50%. Yeah. That like, yeah, you know what? I'm never going back to not having a back button. I got to have the flipping back button. Like, right. it's not going to work without the back. And, you know, I pick up, I, I used to have an iPhone. I pick up an iPhone. I don't know where the back button. I'm like, where's your back button? How do you go to like, oh, you just do this. I'm like, forget it. <laughs> got to have my back button. I got to have the back button. So, I mean, I, I get it. But Android is, is customizable like if you want it to look this way or mm-hmm. that way or whatever like just find somebody that either has the right skin or whatever put your own custom rom in there there's so much flexibility yeah. right that you know but but then it becomes disjointed and it's not a consistent experience and so you almost go like oh like abc shop management system shops right operate right. in this particular manner why because they're using our software Mm-hmm. And it almost becomes like, I don't know. And again, most like maybe no, the shop management really companies point. haven't like thought about this, but it's almost like I, I'll to give you a perfect, perfect example. I, I run a Facebook group for like um, just regular folks called Ask a Mechanic. Right? Mm-hmm. Nice. So it's like 13 or 1400 members in there. And this lady posted a picture from not my shop, but it was using my shop management system, mm-hmm. the one that we use. Mm-hmm. And she said, is this too much? 
and she posted a picture. And it, I, I mean, I block a lot of people on there because like, yeah, I would do it for $150. Like, oh, Get geez. out of here. Like, yeah. you're gone. Um, and there were some questions in there and then she didn't post the vehicle and all that stuff. But I could tell her, I could tell her with a fair amount of confidence that the shop that you're in is probably a good shop. Right. They are running an excellent shop manager. I was a little biased, of course, of but course. you know, well, and, but, but rightfully so. But yeah, I'm, and I'm saying like, look, this shop is at least forward thinking enough, maybe progressive enough. They're running something mm-hmm. that that's pretty high end. Yeah. Like, so be confident in what they're telling you and, or just ask for a better explanation and pictures. Like that's the standard. Sure. Answer. Better explanation Absolutely. and pictures, but they can get pictures. Why? They have a nice shop management system. Yes. They can send you pictures to show you proof of what it is that they need to do, or at least scope of work. Do you see this massive contraption here, this intake manifold? I got to take the whole thing off. Look at all these pipes and hoses here. Right. This is not going to be easy work. Yes. The price I'm giving you is fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can make that recommendation to her again with a fair amount of confidence right, because as right. soon as I saw it, I'm like, Oh, that's that shop management system I use that she, yeah. she shouldn't. And so it almost becomes a branding thing. Like, like the best shops in the country use this because they're running a, for the most part, uh, a standardized set of protocols or procedures, because that's how the shop management system yep. was built around. Where you have some shop management systems are like, oh, our user set a button over here, so we slapped a button in there, right? And oh, they wanted a this doodad here, and so we slapped it in there. And they're they're taking feedback, which I, I, you would not believe how many shop owners are like they're open to feedback, and that's what we like. Look, I've met a lot of shop owners. I don't know that I want their feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Very awful. That sounded dirty. Well, <laughs> yeah, sound and I want to I want to clarify a little something here because when I talk about that customization, so you mentioned uh, you used a very important word, consistency. Yeah, and that is something that we do create and provide. So the the experience for the users does need to be consistent. That customization, though, that ability to customize comes in certain ways. Workflow. Completely rearrange it. You can name it. If you want to, you know, look at your workflow by bays, if you want to look at it by task, if you want to look at it by if you're doing a long-term build, you have different stages. You have different, you know, if you're you're a custom shop, you're going to have different areas of the shop that might be dedicated to different portions of that build process okay so when i talk about customization that's kind of what i'm what i'm more talking about is you still need to you still need to um operate based upon good business practices right you still need to check all these boxes but the order if you're familiar with doing it in a particular order that's different from the shop down the street and you're both using the system you can you can both use it and be comfortable with it yeah. Right. So I probably should have clarified a little bit more, but well, I will say this, like I learned a lot from what you just said. It's really, you made some really, really important points. Well, you know, look now he's just smoozing us now. Uh, so no, DB- I'm always <laughs> learning from whenever I come to this, I'm, I'm like, that's why they sent him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we have a DVI. We both use the same DVI. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love DVI. It's a fantastic company ran by really good people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, but it does provide a very consistent experience. The reports are beautiful, which is my, like, that's the big selling point. What my customers see is, is pretty. Right. And, and therefore, like, it builds value and so on and so forth. Oh, absolutely. Value, trust. 
But yeah, when huh? I when I really started using the crap out of that system, it was Kurt Kennedy. Like I saw his screen because at the time, like they, when they you set it up, they give you like, and it's a workflow thing. Mm-hmm. Like as you move along the workflow, it's supposed to send a text message to sure. the customer to let just update them. So yeah, they're absolutely. not getting bombarded great. with phone calls, right? It's a nice setup. But I saw Kurt Kennedy's screen, and he had like more steps than i did and i'm like well, why why am i not not doing that and all of a sudden i started i start i added like 15 steps because there is like there's a bunch of steps right yeah. like i've ordered the parts don't call me mm-hmm. the parts are here don't call me <laughs> i've started working on your car don't call me i am now qc in your car don't call me right hey your car is now ready and if you don't show up I'm going to call you. <laughs> but, you know, like all those steps, um, and I just, for whatever reason, like the steps are there. We're already taking the steps. Mm-hmm. Like why do I not build? So we we have more clicks, but another opportunity to update the customer. But they make that customizable. So it's, yes. it doesn't force you to just use their steps. That makes sense. It sounds like that's what. Yeah, it's probably more along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, and and you know, here's the thing: is is I think David has seen this. I know I have seen this. I, I actually did a demo with a um, shop management software. Mm-hmm. I actually did two demos. I did one with a guy, and the software wouldn't even come on. It wouldn't even update. It wouldn't work. It, I mean, he he was coming to show me a demo and couldn't Ooh. get it to work. And I'm like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. Was this and, what was this just for your own curiosity, or was this part of your due diligence process when you were making a change? This was due diligence when okay. I was making a change. Got it. And then I looked at another one, and I said, dude, there are so many buttons in this. I, I, <laughs> there's no way, right? I mean, you know, you throw somebody else at this. Yeah, I mean, I might be a power user. Right. I don't I've got a pretty basic and simplistic software right now. Mm-hmm. I don't even use all of its features. I could not right. imagine. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, there were like 26 menus across the top. And then you had each all one, the drop down. Each menus. one, yeah, each one had like five options when you hit it like right. drop down, drop and down. It, drop and down. it's all yeah. these settings and this report and that report. And I mean, it was so much. 800 reports, yeah. That that it you know, and the problem is is not necessarily that I wouldn't use it. The problem is, is all of a sudden we bring somebody new in mm-hmm. yeah. and they look at it and it's like it just automatically, nope, I can't. Right. I yeah. can't shut and them And now down. that person's output is stifled with you. Yes. Because, and, and they're not going to ultimately achieve what you're wanting them to be able to achieve in your business. Yeah. Their, their initial response, their initial thought, first impressions are everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they, there's an Andy Andrews video and he says, you know, my dad told me first impressions are everything. And he said, so now I've made my first impressions. You know, I have a jacket. Can I take my jacket off? Well, they never get to the jacket coming off part. They never get there because they, you know, they lock up and go. Uh, It's, it's an important, um, philosophy to, I think business more than anything else, which is, you know, are you, are you going to try to be everything to everyone? Because you're going to run into problems like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. my point. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are the key benefits of ShopMonkey? Tell, tell, I've never seen the software. I've never looked at it. I've never heard anything about it except for. So I checked them out when I was doing my due diligence. Okay. They, they had the free trial. Um, yeah. So how long ago was this? It was a while ago, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We've like who we were from a product output six months ago to today different a year ago to the previous six months different things like that so 
So if you were doing it a while ago, yeah, you know, check it back out. Check it back out. I appreciate. He's looking it up. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I, I, I do appreciate though that you took the time to dig into that because that means a lot. It was, you know, we're 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 growing. We're still very young, and we were founded in 2016. So yeah, you guys were like a year old when I checked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could have been part of the OG crew because we've got we've got our uh, we've got a couple boardrooms in in our offices and our headquarters in in San Jose named after some OG customers, which is you know it's it's all. Hats well, off to the support, you know? Well, so, you know, and, and here's the other side of this is like when I went to buy software, I just depended on his due diligence, right? We just call our <laughs> friends and like, hey, well, that's called what, delegation, what right? right? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're delegating that research. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm over here, you know, if you see me drifting off, I'm eyeballing. It's, you know, I would say a couple things, you know, design is really, really important to us. I right. know that, you know, you're not exactly the biggest Apple guy, but. But our head of product comes directly from Apple. Really? Uh, yeah. And and we've hey, got other people. They're pretty products. They are. Right. I mean, they and they work well and they're well the integration. That I mean, that's what hooks everybody in, and they're stuck yeah. with it. Like, because I can't live without iMessage. Like, right. really? Like <laughs> right. anyway, sorry. But but yeah, I mean, our design is is foundational to what we do. It's not it's not about being pretty, it's about being functional. It's yeah. about that constant evolution. So if we release a new feature mm-hmm. that might take five clicks today. We're still trying to figure out how to make it down to three clicks or two clicks. Okay. So that, I that, love that approach. I mean, yeah, that's, that I, is, that is, so there's, there's a constant, we have our roadmap for looking forward. We have the vision that we want to follow. Okay. But there's always the looking back and taking that feedback that comes back to us sometimes kindly sometimes right. not so kindly right internalizing it and going okay what do we need can this be done better right hey. and then it you know interestingly enough it gets socialized a lot not just by one team not by product but by customer service by sales right. by um success by implementation you will see people you know we're we're we have uh employees all over the country um, our, we have offices in, in California and, and employees all over the world, all over the country. So we utilize Slack a lot and we're all communicating that mm-hmm. way. And you will see a lot of cross po- cross posting right. to get that feedback so people can get a couple different perspectives, even though it's the product experts that are leading that, that, uh, investigation going, well, how can this be better? We've, right. got, we've gotten some feedback right. this way. So I think to me, have in you know i've had a 20 year career in automotive to be at a place where um they're open to change or right. improvement like that to just practically speaking that's a really big thing and i would say yeah, that that's a I huge agree. standout from a product standpoint and a user standpoint because you go okay well they i do have a voice right i do have someone i can actually email I do have someone I can call. Right. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That, for, for me, that that's and, – and that's what I like about all the companies that I work with right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some I mean? great Everything. companies out there. There's yeah, some from, great shop management out, well, and, out there. Well, and not just shop management. Mm-hmm. I mean, where I buy my parts from. Exactly. And, and the accountant I use. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, that that's, that's one of my key buying decisions is that back and forth. Now, let me ask you this because I know David's going to ask it. Well, I guess I could just let him ask his, his standard SMS Uh-oh. question. Okay. About the demos, what? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they've they've always had that. Like, you can start a free trial right here. 
Yeah, right. free trial. We don't even ask for a credit card. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's an email, and you're gonna put in your name, and mm-hmm. I think it's 14 day trial. Give it a spin, try and break it, and and you know then we want to talk to you. And, and the more important question, right? The more important question mm-hmm. is: Do you connect to Zapier? We do Zapier. Yeah. So if you if uh, if you're on the uh, it is not a I want to make sure my terminology premium, is correct. It's a premium hook. Yeah, but if you go into our support section, uh-huh. um, so we have we are, the team that does our support um, is pretty phenomenal. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna brag on them for just a moment. Oh, of course, you talk about you know yeah. what are some yeah, things that make us difference. But um, you know, if you go on to Captera, we've got I think 164 reviews today. Uh, it's not perfect. I think we're at a 4.9 average. And even the people that say, I didn't stick with the software, mm-hmm. compliment the support team and say, but man, their support was great. I'm oh, going to give them that. Awesome. So yeah, that's that I think is great. And, and that makes its way into the articles. I'm not sure if you've made it to that page yet, but if you go onto our support page and you type in Zapier, there's a, is it it's Zapier, right? Zapier, Zapier. Zapier yeah, right. one of them. Or API, exactly. Yeah. Or APIs or, or anything like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. A couple different articles are going to come on up. And uh, it's going to walk you through. There'll probably be an embedded video in some instances. Mm-hmm. But it's going to walk you through that process. And then, of course, if you need help with that, yeah, we're going to help you out with that. But I know that that people have wanted a particular calendaring system with their Google Calendar. Right. Because that's what they're looking at on their phone. Okay. Cool. They will hook up with Zapier. And then they'll feed Shop Monkey's calendar into their into their Gmail, uh, and so then they can keep track of it that way. Does it go the other way? Uh, if we're using calendaring calendar system outside of the SMS. Will it push the information in? Or is it I just would, one way. I know it's the one way for sure. Okay. I, I know the capabilities are at least the one way. Yeah. The back and forth, candidly, I'd have to double check on. Okay. So. Yeah. I, I see. There's an enterprise. I want to be accurate. I don't want. Yeah, I don't no, want. That's fine. I don't want to mislead anyone. We're asking very like specific questions as yeah, it yeah. relates to. Us. <laughs> well, right. I used to be in sales, so I used to have answers for those yeah. questions. It's been a while, and so now it's like, oh man, wow, how did that go? So, how many users per? Uh, uh, you know, I see there's multiple different levels, and and I would name the levels, but somebody's got a menu open over top Sorry. of them. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's it's yeah. We've got we've got uh, basic, clever, genius, and then we've got enterprise and HD. Right, correct. Yeah. So, how many users do you get with each one? Is it, are the are the lower ones per user, or you know, if you want multiple users, do you go to enterprise? I mean, how does that? Yeah, so so it's um no, there are. I think the user count ranges from somewhere between three to five or three to seven, depending on the package. And again, right. I'd, I'd have to go back and double check, and 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 that information is on our website. Um, if you have a shop where you had more users, right? Um, there's a small nominal fee for each additional user, but okay. the package price still remains the same. Okay, yeah. I got you. Five got users you. for the five users. Genius. Five yeah. users. Okay, yeah. So if you had eight users, you know, it's it's a few more extra bucks, but it's 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 a small a la carte feature. That is pretty slick. I, I mean, it, it looks really neat. I, I like how clean the website is. The website's really clean. Yeah. It's it's nicely set up. Um, Thank you. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's, <laughs> I know it's nice. myself. <laughs> I, I wish I could take credit for that. I, I wish I had those skills and abilities, but, but our marketing team and our design teams, uh, they, they, they did a great job. And you guys, who do you guys use for your payments? Cause it looks like you've got online payments for integrated. Yeah. Payments. So we do partner with Stripe and, oh, okay. and then we have, those look like Stripe fees. Yeah. We, we have, <laughs> we have shop monkey payments, which, which, uh, and a brand new card reader out that is pretty phenomenal. Um, and uh, it's it's a really slick system. It's worth taking a look at if uh, if if you're already looking at us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, online text payments, all all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, very cool. So, you know, listeners are in here, and and we hear the shop management question all the time. Which one's best? Sure. Which one do we? There's so know, many out there. When when you're talking to a client, what are the what are the big things you would want a client to know? What you know, somebody's trying to make some decisions. What would you want them to know about ShopMonkey? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, I don't want to get into a big features conversation listing those off because of it's not. just kind yeah. of a, a waterfall of, well, we do this and this and this. So I mentioned design before. Uh, the other thing, as I would say, is the support that we offer. Um, not only just the customer support that I was talking about, but right. that customer journey um, from sales into implementation where we've got one-on-one implementation that, right. to make that we don't ever want somebody to go through that painful software change ever again right so we're going to help you with that we've got a data team that can migrate data on over we and then you go into that long-term customer success journey all the while you're always being supported by our general support so i think that's a really big thing um the other thing too is every six weeks uh i I can say six weeks confidently we have updates that come out and it is uh general improvements it's new features right so that you know if if um you think about that continual march forward right on how do we improve right where do we need to perhaps close any product gaps where do what do what are trends that are happening in the marketplace that people mm-hmm. are curious yeah. about continuously moving forward on that right. and um and keeping, you know, incorporating that into the vision and uh, making sure we actually deliver on that. Right, right. Um, along with being able to integrate and uh, and expand into into new markets. Uh, come come SEMA time, I think we're going to have some really cool announcements. SEMA oh, Apex, awesome. I should say. Yeah. We're going to have some really cool announcements. Um, uh, so keep keep your eyes out for that. And we'll be at Apex, so we'll catch oh, up again. And that would be wonderful. Yeah, we'll catch up again there. So – Last question. Mm-hmm. You talk to a lot of shop owners. I've Do seen you at a lot of shows. Yeah, we've, I've been talking to walk around. Yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, you talk to these guys. You see a lot of these guys. What advice do you have for the shop owners? I mean, what what is it that that you would say to a shop owner? Uh, you're a very smart guy. You, you see a lot of a lot of things going on in our industry. What what would be your message to a shop owner? Oh man, that is a great question. One I did not. Pre- well, actually, I prepared for none of this. So, um, well, that's, that's so great. Hey, why do you think I asked? That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> well, I would say, hey, you know, right now until the end of September, we have a hundred dollar Amazon gift card if you give us a demo or demo a try. So, I would give that advice oh, to man. our shop owners. So, I'm we gonna I'm gonna throw that out there. <laughs> um, but uh, but in addition to that, and really the most important thing is, uh, I would actually say. I'm going to actually rely on what you said. It's a little bit about what you said earlier about beginning with the end in mind. That, that's that's timeless, great advice. But 
it kind of revolves around what do you want out of your business? Yeah. Clear away all the stuff that is just getting in the way of making that happen. Amen. And then prioritizing how you're going to get there. Yep. Absolutely. The last thing I would say on top of that is as much as you won't think you can, you can't do it alone. So make sure you're building the right team, whether it be with friends, employees, or coworkers, uh, or anybody else, because right. they're a key component of your toolbox. Yeah. And hopefully we can be a key component of their toolbox, but if it's with someone else, it's with someone else. And, um, there's a lot of other great tools. All you need to do is walk around the show a little bit and you're going to see great, amazing tools that are going to help people be successful. Do you know who Jim Fannin is? I don't. Jim Fannin was a, a coach of, of athletes and, and all these really great people, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I, he, he did this thing. He gave a speech a while back. I think he's dead now, but he was okay. a motivational speaker and years and years and years ago, he was doing a motivational speech. And he was talking about true champions. You ever get a chance to go look it up? Go look I it up. I definitely will. And he's talking about true champions. And he said, a true champion determines where they want to be in life. Mm-hmm. He said, but they don't start at A and go to B. He said, a true champion goes to B and chronologically illuminates a path back to mm-hmm. A and then makes a roadmap of where they want to go. So yeah, that that really connects that. back to what you were what you were saying there. What so. the crap, Scott Palava? We are recording. <laughs> Is that the second time he's called? I, I think so. It's got to be important. It's not. <laughs> okay, we'll come. <laughs> All right. Oh, you this know one other one what? other thing. Can I throw one yeah, other thing out there that I think is really important? Yeah. Um, it's not about Shop Monkey, uh, particular, but we have a nonprofit arm to our company. Oh, really. Oh, nice. uh, it's a 501c3 called Maintenance for Moms. And Annie Iskandarian, Ashot's wife, operates this, yeah. her and a team. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes from a single mother family. And this organization is all about um, helping single moms right now in the Bay Area oh, wow. uh, get their vehicles repaired and in many instances get new vehicles for them. So they can get to work, they can get their kids to Dude, school, that's things awesome. like that. So I got to say the um, one of the tenets we do live by as a company is also we're more than what we than what we do. So what we do during the day is software, right? Um, but we try to live up to be more than that through things like this. And when I see everybody in the company kind of get behind, Dude, hey, we're doing awesome. a we're doing a backpack deal for kids going back to school, things like that. That's another important thing. And so I would say I'm bringing this up because it's important, but also to better answer the question that you asked me. Um, while you're um, illuminating that path and working towards your goal, make sure you're doing your part to bring others with you. Amen. So, Yes, sir. Yeah. 110%. Dude, I really appreciate you being here. How can they Thank get in you. touch with you? Uh, check us out, shopmonkey.com. It's that simple. Very cool. Awesome. Thank Thank you, you. gentlemen. That was great. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to asog.site and click on the become a patron now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax deductible. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email.
My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time. you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy to use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to getshopware.com and see what I mean today. That's getshopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.